Hello and welcome to Medical News Review with me, Shiv Mystery, talking about all things medicine that I find intriguing in what is my first episode. Today's one is all about a recent breakthrough that has a very unique discovery story, a skin test for Parkinson's disease, the first official diagnostic test for the condition. So, just a quick review of the news before I expand on it later. About a week ago, the University of Manchester announced that they had developed a skin swab test for diagnosing Parkinson's, roughly 85% effective at accurate diagnosis according to some of the trials they conducted. Currently, this is the only test of its kind and will be worked on more before being implemented into real-world diagnostic practices. In this episode, I will give a brief overview of what Parkinson's is, current diagnostic techniques, some background on how the test first came about and how it works, before concluding on its uses and implications going forward. Many individuals already have a basic level of understanding of Parkinson's. Since it is unfortunately such a prevalent disease in communities and families across the globe. However, for the sake of giving a definition, Parkinson's is a brain disorder that can lead to shaking, stiffness in limbs, and problems with walking and balance. Age is usually a key factor with the condition, with Parkinson's often arising in individuals over 60. However, because the disease is hereditary, some individuals may experience early onset before this age. Michael J. Fox, the star of Back to the Future, is one of the most well-known celebrities living with the condition, and he was unfortunately diagnosed at the extremely young age of 29. There's actually a very good Curb Your Enthusiasm episode with Michael J. Fox, and while the episode mostly uses his condition as a comedic punchline, it really does highlight some of the hardships sufferers of the disease have to endure through. Unfortunately, the only real way to diagnose Parkinson's is to undergo a neurological examination, which may determine whether or not you have Parkinson's. However, this method leads to heavy amounts of misdiagnosis, which only makes things worse for the patient. Daxa Khaleesi, a 56-year-old living in England, was misdiagnosed multiple times, and it took doctors four years to finally realise she had Parkinson's, which would have made her life agonising. If we're talking about the science behind Parkinson's, the neurons in the area that control movement start to die off or become impaired, and this leads to less dopamine production, which is what causes the signature Parkinson's tremor. At the moment, there are no cures for Parkinson's, only medication that can help with some of the complications. It doesn't seem like the best, but it can really make the lives of sufferers significantly more bearable. This medication often raises levels of dopamine and treats some of the non-motor symptoms. Deep brain stimulation is also another useful tool for those with the condition. Generally, the earlier you get this stuff, the better, which is why early diagnosis can be so useful. So a number of years ago now, Joy Milne, a Scottish nurse with hyperosmia, or Supersmell, which really does sound like the world's worst superpower, notices a distinct musky smell on her husband Les, and this continues on for about a decade until Les is unfortunately diagnosed with Parkinson's. Joy and Les go to a Parkinson's support group, and Joy feels the smell intensifying as she is surrounded by all these people with Parkinson's. And it was Joy's hyperosmia that allowed her to work with the Uni of Manchester and develop a skin swab test for Parkinson's. 
One of the characteristics of Parkinson's is something known as seboric dermatitis, which is caused by the oversecretion of body oils from the skin. By analysing samples of this stuff from those with Parkinson's, researchers at the Uni of Manchester were able to identify certain chemicals in this oil using high-end mass spectroscopy, chemicals specific only to the skin of those with Parkinson's. These chemicals include hyperic acid, ecosone, and octadecanol, and it's a combination of all of these chemicals that caused the musky smell that Joy Milne was sensing. The test was trialled on 500 different samples from a range of different people, some with Parkinson's, some without, and the test was shown to be 85% effective, which isn't outstanding, but considering at the moment a quarter of all Parkinson's cases are misdiagnosed to begin with, this is certainly a step forward in the right direction. The test can be performed in a simple and non-invasive manner, meaning the patient is minimally affected by all of these tests. I mentioned before that receiving medication earlier can really help those diagnosed individuals maintain a sense of normality in their lives, and that so many cases are misdiagnosed because of the nature of the current examination process. The simple skin swab test should be much quicker and more effective than the simple neurological examination, and this can lead to individuals receiving medication earlier and having to deal with less extreme side effects. This test actually comes in very shortly after an Alzheimer's blood test that was found last year, which measures the levels of a certain protein in the bloodstream. Also the first of its kind in terms of effective diagnosis for the disorder. And while these certainly aren't cures, Maybe by understanding why these chemicals are released into the skin and the bloodstream respectively, we might be able to better understand both Parkinson's and Alzheimer's, and maybe even find cures. Here's to hoping that one day this might be possible. So that was the Parkinson's skin swab test, a remarkable small piece of science with humble beginnings, starting off with a hyperosmic nurse and ending with a test that makes leaps and bounds an effective Parkinson's diagnosis. Thank you for listening, hope you learned something. With COVID dominating medical news, well, all news for that matter, it can be hard to find something remotely positive happening in medicine, and I hope you've enjoyed hearing about one of those positive instances. So, um, yeah, thank you for listening.